Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, Pilot Italians. Welcome. Damn, wrong podcast. Hey, this is Steve from the Potter Than Hell podcast. Welcome to the show. This is the Shout It All Out cast. But before we get going, I want to ask my guy something. BC, are you feeling low with no place to go? Yeah, and I'm thinking I'm going to scream. Hey, BB, do you recall Days in the City? Yeah, and I think back, oh, what a pity. And hey, Dylan, do you feel uptight on a Saturday night? Yeah, man, my heater's broken. I am so tired. Well, I'm going to throw another log on the fireplace and listen to the Shout It Out Loud cast. Oh, yeah. Steve, stand by my side, and I'll be next to you. Oh, God, shut the fuck up, BC. That's right. We're back with another episode of Dorm Damage, the show where anything and everything is on the table and the table gets smashed. It's Christmas time. And to celebrate, I'm drinking a Sam Adams old Fezziwig. What was right? that? What you had? I thought that was like, I seriously, it didn't even occur to me. I thought you were drinking Dr. Pepper. I, what's That's the color of the can, but Mr. Old Fezziwig, right? From Christmas Carol. That's right. Ooh. Ooh. We're here to talk Christmas movies, Christmas season, Christmas anything. That's what we're doing. Because Santa's on his way. I thought you were gonna do the easy E one. Merry Christmas, motherfucker! Like that's a drive-by shooting. And Merry Christmas to you, even though I don't celebrate. You give me stuff, because that's how Santa Jean wants it to work. What's yeah, that's a good Jean point. Like? Ha- that's a good point. Happy Hanukkah to all of our listeners who celebrate. Absolutely. Yes. But Santa Jean doesn't bring toys to all the little boys and girls. No, he takes stuff. <laughs> he takes stuff. And he... Here's your meet and greet, little boy. You you get a a, you get you get the vault too. Shit I forgot shit I thought about while on the toilet. Happy holidays, everybody. Oh God, Santa Jean would be fantastic this time of year. Recurring character, perhaps. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Uh, Tom, yeah, holiday season. Uh, it's uh, Christmas. We come from a predominantly ethnic background, you and I. Correct. And it's always interesting to find out what uh you know what other people do and celebrate. Are you into the old? You know, Yuletide Christmas, like uh, Bing Crosby says to David Bowie. Uh, you know boys what's he say like boys town like like what? boys town 
fuck you talking <laughs> about that big yeah, what are you Settle about? down <laughs> before you go around and beat some more of your kids <laughs> oh, i knew that was coming <laughs> merry christmas is a backhand <laughs> merry christmas <laughs> who the fuck wrinkled my tie you little shit oh that in the family guy with big cross yeah, yes yes you yes shit out of everyone Oh man! Oh. Well, poor Bing Crosby memory. Um, but regardless, Tom, uh, you you're uh, you come from an Italian background. What was yeah. your Christmas like growing up? Yeah, so it's funny. We talk, I talk about this with my mom sometimes. How like as generations pass, like those really like old traditions sometimes can fade away depending on who's kind of carrying the, the torch. So when I was grow- when I was a little kid, my grandmother. Uh, would really kind of run the show with Christmas Eve, the Feast of the Seven Fishes, like all that. Fish. Like, oh, yeah. That. Oh, yeah. All that. We did everything. You want to tell everybody that's not Italian what that means? Oh. Give us the it's, abridged version. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just it's a real traditional meal. Um, there's all kinds of, there's, there's all kinds of fish stuff. When I was a kid, I wouldn't eat like they put out like octopus. I'm like, the fuck yes. are you doing here? Oh, <laughs> fucking gross. Oh, octopus is delicious. Oh, Did God. they grill it? Yeah. Uh, no, it was almost like it was almost like in a, it was almost like it was like in a stew, like almost kind of, it was mm. just fucking gross. Oh. oh, delicious. But it's, yeah, it's all the kind of different fish. And then, and then the meal is huge. And then dessert is huge. Everything is just an event. And it's, and it was, it was great. Cause back then you had all the aunts, uncles, cousins, everything. And then of course, everybody gets older, people move away and traditions tend to kind of fade a little bit. Um, you know, obviously Christmas is very different for my family. What we're experiencing this year, but my mom is in Florida. I have extended family in New York and everything. So we try to hold on to like some traditions. Uh, some of those Italian traditions are kind of tough to hold on to, but we oh, do hold on scream to at each other, Tom. Well, we do that every day. We don't need Christmas <laughs> for that. That's a regular day. Uh, but East Easter is another huge day for the Italian. I know same thing for Greek. So yeah, uh, Christmas is, it, 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 you know, again, those traditions tend to fade away as generations, you know, pass on. And uh, it kind of, it's kind of sad because you kind of miss that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for us, we did growing up, my parents met here. They were like nine. I think my mom was like 17 or 19 when she came here. My dad was like 21, 22. Yep. So didn't learn the language, learned it. Uh, didn't know really the language before they got here, learned it afterwards. So they kept like a lot of their Greek traditions, but you know, they're very similar. Uh, yeah. we have a regular Christmas meal. Uh, we get together, we put up our tree, we do all that shit, uh, as well, but we weren't singing like doing, going out Christmas caroling with the neighbors. Well, you weren't singing Adeste Fidelis <laughs> with the neighbors. No, no. We, my dad was Clark Glerswald, like with the lights in the house. He had every dad is shit. Oh my <laughs> God. And we used to have the tree with those. We used to have them with those. I don't even know what you'd call them. They would be like, um, they would have like water going up. Uh, the decoration, the, the, there'd be like light bulbs and they would be like, uh, you know, we have colored lights and yeah. ornaments and stuff we put on, but there would be these things. They, they'd be a strip of them and they would light up, but yep. they'd be filled of water and the water would con- constantly move up. I don't know what okay. they would call them. Wow. Uh, I don't know. People will know. I can't. I can't figure out how to describe them. Yeah. But they were little Christmas lights, and uh, the top of the light would light, and inside would be water, and the water would be moving up and down and stuff. 
Always. That was our big thing. My dad always used to buy. Would you, would you have lava lamps on your tree? <laughs> it was kind of <laughs> like that. I don't know. Um, but, I, no, we did our usual shit. All the, like, Christmas movies and stuff and all the traditions, I learned that from friends in school. Like, oh, fucking, what do you call it? It's on. I'll get to watch that. But yeah. you know, parents didn't pass down Miracle on 34th Street. You know, they like, so I kind of picked that stuff on my own, but we had the usual big meal, family all around, millions of gifts, everybody having a good time. So, yeah, Christmas in my, yeah, yeah, it was, it it was big in my, I have, I have a sister that's four years older than me. Christmas was massive. And we passed that on with, with my son, who's now 18. He still Mm -hmm. loves Christmas. It's obviously different. But yeah, Santa was huge. The gifts, you know, watching all the Christmas specials, the movies, you know, doing like, the eggnog and everything. We, we, we did it up. We, I always used to help my dad put lights out outside and the tree. We always got a real tree and, you know, it was Christmas was a, was a massive, massive part of, of, and, and like I said, we carry that on to, you know, to this day. So it's a huge deal. Yeah. We did the, uh, we did a little of both real and fake. Yep, we did. Yep. We would mix it up. I don't know. A couple, you know, what happens is every once in a while they get a bad tree. It fucking sheds everywhere. And my mom be like, that's it. No more than shit. And then yep. you got a fake tree for a couple of years. And yep. why don't we have a real tree? I'm like, motherfucker. Because you said you didn't want it. No, <laughs> yeah, you God. said so. You. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my poor dad's out there getting a, a new tree. But yep. yeah, I, all that stuff is kind of same old tradition. And what we thought we'd do right now is run down some movies and things yeah. that we would watch. And uh, with our list here, there's no order. There's just, we're going to name 10 each. Um, I'm not ranking these. I'm just putting no. 10 out for people to, you know, say, yeah, I remember that. Oh, I saw that. I watched that or whatever. Yeah. And the um, funny thing about these movies is, and I talked to my son about this and I'm sure, you know, you, you kind of explain it to your daughter too. When these were on, if you missed it, that was it. Yeah. There was obviously there was no such thing as uh the VCRs weren't around yet. There was obviously was no streaming. There was like it, it, when Rudolph was on, it was on once. If you missed it, Tough shit. You got to wait another 364 days to see it. And that was it. Yeah. Now, I mean, when Michael was younger, my son, when it was younger, it was good because, you know, if he loved a certain thing, whether it was Rudolph or Frosty, you could watch it repeatedly. But again, me and you are sometimes old school and old fashioned in some of our things. It kind of takes that magic away. It kind of takes that event away of like, hey, Charlie Brown Christmas is on tonight. Let's, you know, let's watch it together. Now it's just like, ah, I got the Blu-ray. Ah, it's on Amazon Prime. It's, ah, let's watch Charlie Brown. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, 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 you know, at the risk of being cliche, like that magic of Christmas type of stuff mm-hmm. when it comes to all these movies and these legendary specials and stuff, it, it's not there. What I found funny is like always trying to get what you had this memory of this nostalgia of those like Rudolph, it's frosty. And I remember like when my daughter was young, You'd have the, like the thing slide over the back seat of the car, and you put those videos oh, yeah. on the oh the, god, yeah, the shut the kid up, put something on yep. in the car yep. ride. Yep, and I always had this the Christmas classics. I, I have that box exact set. box set. Yep. yep, and it'd be Rudolph, uh, Frosty, and Santa Claus is coming down along with Little Drummer Boy in the infamous line from that. Go to him. What about Nestor the Long-Eared Donkey? <laughs> But then it's also yeah. funny too when you watch some of these, like when you watch Frosty or when you watch Rudolph as an adult, you're like, oh, Rudolph was a little bitch. 
<laughs> yeah, but you also said and then Santa was like a, are then, fucking asshole. Yeah, that Santa was a dick. Frosty oh, was fr- fuck. Frosty was like a little slow. Like like, <laughs> but as a <laughs> happy birthday, yeah, fucking bozo. Ace. It's Christmas. Fucking ace. <laughs> hey, happy birthday to me. I'm Frosty, the Ace Man, Snowman. <laughs> but as a kid, you're like, oh, this is so great. As an adult, you you watch it through that grumpy old man lens. Like these fucking reindeer a bunch of assholes dude the santa claus is coming to town guy i want him to get his ass kicked like oh i got God. annoyed with him what who the young santa with a red beard that yeah, guy the fucking ralph mouth of the santa clauses <laughs> and then that fucking. little that that little like tramp mrs claus oh she was definitely fucking hooking oh. up See, this is what happens when old men watch these childhood yep. classics. Exactly. <laughs> Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Well, Tom, you want to start with number 10? Yeah. So these aren't ranked. These are definitely not ranked. And I tried to do a mix of like classics, comedies, like some kind of personal favorite. So I'm going to start off. I know we're not ranking these, but I'm just going to start off with my all-time favorite. And ever since the 24-hour marathon started, we watch it every year. I saw it in the theaters when I was 10 with my parents at the time. We had no idea that 40 years later would be iconic. and And that's a Christmas story. Ralphie yeah. and the lake, Ralphie and the leg lamp and the pink bunny suit and all that shit. Love it. Never get sick of it. You know something? I have never seen it. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Happy New Year. <laughs> I never got into it. I'm like, the fucking quick milk guy, kid. Wasn't that one of the years in? Yeah, no, it was, yeah, messy Marvin. Yeah, that was him. Messy Peter Billings. Like, I'm like, I can't take this seriously. I know it's one of those things. And I'll tell you right now, also, as a little side note, my son and I the other night watched. So it went direct to HBO and it was called A Christmas Story Christmas. And it was Ralphie as an adult. Yeah, I, I heard there's a sequel kind of. 
So if you love the original, this one was really good. Just it tapped into all the nostalgia of the original. It was a lot of fun. So nice, nice. Yeah. And another little fun fact that his mom was Hammerhand's lesbian wife. That's right. Shot. That's right. Melinda Dillon. That's right. Yes. Oh, you know the name. Of course. Of course. Yeah. And the father was Darren McGavin. Remember the remember the old show Kolchak, the Night Stalker? Yep. That yep. was him. He, yeah, he was yep. great. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Suzanne sucks pussy. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> that oh, well, that's a future dorm damage episode. Oh, that's definitely a watch along. All right, Tom. Number 10. I'm going to go with Bad Santa. Ooh, I, I, I almost had it. that almost had that on my list. I'm glad you picked it. That fat kid. Oh, that dude. fat kid was so fucking like you just felt so bad for him. He, <laughs> he was the poor kid was pathetic. Yeah, he looked like like what Kiss fans probably used to go through. And the fact that like he had no mercy. What the fuck, kid? Are you fucking with me? You want a sandwich, Santa? But what <laughs> they're playing but, but, checkers and he's like making the move and not taking his finger off. But one of the greatest parts of that movie was the unbelievable Lauren Graham. Oh, that's God. when she was skinny before she put on some of that Christmas <laughs> holiday oh, fucking pounds. Dude, incredible pounds, baby. Yeah, and she was like banging him because he was Santa. Oh my god, I'm so good. She was smoking, but that poor kid and that little the the little guy that the little guy in there and he's like boxing him, the kid kicks him in the nuts. So good. <laughs> like, he's like, so what good. you need to do is lift him up. He's like, How the fuck am I gonna lift him up? Draw me a picture. How I'm gonna lift him up. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. That's great. And then uh, the poor late John Ritter was in that. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Famous line. He's like, he's a little guy. You know, he didn't have one of those, you know, sausage fingers. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Uh, So good. Tom, number nine. All right. So my Christmas movies, I like to. So I either like to laugh because a lot of Christmas movies are stupid and funny and silly, like a Christmas story. Or I like to kind of get the feels, shall we say. Mm -hmm. And, uh. Let's be serious, whether it's a Christmas movie or not. I mean, it is, but no movie gives you the feels like it's a wonderful life. Now, even my son loves that movie. And as an adult watch it when I was younger, I always used to just wait for the end when he said, I I, I don't want to be alive and just watch that. And then I'm like, oh, wow, that's only like the last 30 minutes of the movie. This fucking movie has got another two hours to it of, of stuff. But it's just I love Jimmy Stewart. I love old movies. And that is just oh. It's just too fucking good. As far as old classic Hollywood actors, I, I can't get enough of Jimmy Stewart. He's probably one of my yep. favorite. Him and yep. those Hitchcock oh, movies that he was in. Absolutely. Those I absolutely love. He, yep. He's such, such, such a good actor. Every, every <laughs> year, oh, Mary, Mary. <laughs> yeah. Every hit Dana Carvey do an impression oh, of incredible. him. Incredible. When he does it, when he's on uh, Conan O'Brien, find the YouTube clip people that. And he was talking about like how he would make Jimmy Stewart not too bad, but he'd make it like sex talk. Like, oh. Yeah. Keep doing that. Oh, <laughs> oh and he, and he said he would go through the drive through and he'd talk like, oh, I want a Big Mac see? <laughs> and uh, 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 some of that lettuce. You know, it was fucking hilarious. He's but great. I could. All right. So it's a wonderful life. 
I, I was my thinking was Tom. We have so many of these movies. If you pick something, I would take it out and I'll sure. add something else. Yeah. There's no duplicate. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you right now, that's number one for me. Uh, uh, yeah, um, it's okay. not even close. Yeah, anything else? Yeah, I know every little thing. I the thing I love about it is like every time I watch it, I try to pick up something new, and I've seen that. Me too. Maybe almost the most. With the exception of like Star Wars movies and things like that. I yep. pr- and Jaws. I would probably say I've seen It's a Wonderful Life. I love the slow buildup. Because yep. if you make somebody watch it for the first time with you, they're like, Jesus Christ, it took fucking forever to get to today. This that's is what right. happened this morning. <clears throat> yeah. And the first half of the movie is kind of like miserable. Like it's, you know, it's, but that's the point oh, of the movie. I, I, if I think of the movie in the scenes, yeah, I can get teary eyed and cry, and I, yeah. it'll move me every single time. Yep, when he at the end, when he has and his daughter finds the book in there. Oh, geez, yeah. and he opens it up, and he's like, "That's from a d- very dear friend of mine." Oh my yep. god, I'm getting teary eyed now thinking about yep. it. Yep, and then the the thing teaching is that's right. I had a boy, Clarence Hall. Yep, yep, and all that shit, and then. The the other great scene, and, and maybe we'll we'll do a fucking thing on this one, maybe some yeah. point, is that when he ends up in the cemetery. Oh Jesus sees, Christ! And yeah, he, and he sees his brother's thing, and it's amazing. Yeah, because it was just like he didn't like it because you weren't there to ha- save him, so he wasn't there to save them. That's right. And then it's like how, and he explains how every person's life has a little bit difference in everything. And you can imagine. And I think that's the greatest thing of all time. If we go to heaven and heaven is there, Tom, and we can ask and get anything we want while we're in heaven, I would ask all these type of questions. What would life have been if I wasn't here? <laughs> well, there'd, well, there'd be no shout out loud cast. There'd be no haste cult. There'd be no haste cult. Hashtag. That's or right. Ace impressions. But like that's th- this whole the whole man. Frank Capper is a, just a genius. Knows yeah. exactly about Americana and what works. And and his wife. Is there a better wife to you imagine of having a loyal? Donna Reed oh. was a smoke show in that movie. <laughs> a absolute <laughs> classic trying to be classic era smoke show oh. in that movie. She's in that. She's also in From Here to Attorney, another one of my favorite classic movies. Uh, yeah. I, I'm a big fan. And uh, uh, Jimmy Stewart, uh, yeah. love to death. So I'm yep. glad you picked it. It's my number one. And I could have just said, no, I'm not. I, I, no, it needs to get its recognition. Yeah, I got so, you. Number nine is probably something you have. And that is uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, it is the epitome of what you said. When it came on, <laughs> you had to watch it because you're going to miss it. Dude, I remember there were years of my life growing up that I had to make sure that I saw Charlie Brown Christmas, the great pumpkin Charlie Brown, and the girl with the red hair and the red baron and all those Charlie Brown things. Then I like when you look at it and go back to it, it's like, dude, Charlie Brown got like fucking Lucy socks. What a yep. little shit. Dude, she's the biggest bitch in animated TV. Yeah. And and your sister's kind of slutty, Charlie Brown. Like throwing oh, himself yeah. at the throwing herself at Linus in his pussy blanket. Fucking bozo. You get that poor dirty kid pig pen who hasn't bathed in forever. <laughs> How many kids did you know growing up? You're like, okay, pig pen. Oh. <laughs> then you get but, then you, then, you, then you get the uh I mean it was a very inclusive show. You had the lesbian peppermint patty. <laughs> 
You know, yes, sir. <laughs> sir. <laughs> what know? the fuck? Like, it doesn't even occur to you like no. then. But no. now you're like, sir, what the fuck is that? And bossing around Marcy was her name. I think, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, another weirdo. Yeah, they're all fucking And then the weirdos. teacher. <laughs> but the funny thing about the Charlie Brown Christmas that sticks out like a sore thumb, especially today, is that, you know, and this was Charles Schultz. It was, it was, it was Christian based. It was, it's, sur- it's was surrounded the birth of Jesus. And at the end that, where Linus gives, oh the my God, when he does that speech, I mean, it, yeah. I mean, again, I, I, you know, we both grew up, you know, you Greek Orthodox, I'm Catholic. It's like, mm-hmm. but I remember that. And it's, that's kind of incredible. Cause you know, almost all of these were very um, secular. They surrounded yeah. uh, winter and Santa and, and gifts. They didn't exactly. get in, they, they didn't get into the religion of what Christmas actually is, and that one did. So yeah, and they gave the speech and they did the yeah. holiday thing, and then comes what you always say is the greatest Christmas album of all time. Oh my, is the soundtrack incredible? Oh Jesus, absolutely. Yep, Vince Garo- jazz Yo, kind yep. of shit. So incredible. Yep, yep. Yeah. Number eight, buddy. All right, so I'm gonna mix mine up because we're really not doing rankings like we said. So I'm yeah, gonna yeah, we'll just throw I'm gonna throw out. in. I mean, it's cliche, but I just watched it again the other night, and like you said, I find new things to make me laugh every single time I see it. I've seen it a hundred times, and that's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Clark Griswold. Yep. Every time it's on, between Cousin Eddie and the and the parents and the in laws and just all the stupid shit, I never get tired of it. Yeah, the whole. <laughs> He was wearing a blue leisure suit. <laughs> he was a, a, a bulging man. <laughs> he was a big bulging man. That's a gift that keeps on giving right there, Clark. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. There's so many lines. There's a whole there's another one that could be a whole episode, but yeah. Yeah. Cousin Eddie is be like one of the great so, characters you know, ever. Yeah. You know why? Because he was great, because they didn't really overdo him. He right. came. It wasn't a whole movie based upon like a movie based on Cousin Eddie wouldn't work, but him right. as a side ca- uh, side character, awesome. Yep. Right. So it's a ton. It's ton of fun too. Yep. And it's funny because that came out right when the, all the backlash Chevy Chase was coming on, and oh, he's not funny anymore. That's people right. Started hating him. That came out right in time, but people just like you know what? This is still funny. I don't give absolutely. A shit. I can't deny it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a good one, Tom. Uh, my number eight, I'm going to go with Friday After Next. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you had it. I had it. That was like in my honorable mention list. Love that. Love that movie. <laughs> There's so many little pots. Oh, my when, God. When, when, when the father comes down. Well, what's what you doing, Miss Purdy? And they <laughs> turn up and he goes to wash his hands. And the landlord turns off the light and comes What's going on in here, baby? What are you trying to like? You praying? <laughs> yeah, that, ooh, I like how you lined that up. She's got a little mustache going there. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> how much you really love your yeah, like not enough to pay his fucking rent. <laughs> Dude, that trilogy is so under. I mean, everybody, the first one is so legendary, but those second one, those second throw with Mike Epps is Great. oh my god, incredible. Oh, he comes in, that guy Pinky. Oh, yeah. In. <laughs> <laughs> So I got good. a girlfriend, I got a wife on the side, uh, dude. <laughs> and the chick from Friday after next. Oh yeah. It's the whole reason Instagram is, is, is invented. Tom can check her out. Oh my God. Is that woman smoking? What's, what's her, what's her real name again? So her name is Katie Aubert. Okay. And she's like called like 
uh, the Black Angela Jolie. Oh, really? Okay. Smoking. Smoking. Wow. Okay. Yeah, okay. Really hot. And then I like when that, who's the little, the little comedian guy uh, passes out. <laughs> oh, Damon wants to rape him because he just got out of jail and yep, he flashes yep. oh, in water. Motherfucker, did you just piss on me? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's so guy. good. It's so good. A lot of fun seeing that father barbecue so good you want to slap your mama. All right, I'm gonna I'm Number gonna uh, uh, so I'm gonna change it up and go with the exact. Polar opposite of Friday after next. Okay. And that is another legendary movie that just just pulls at all the heartstrings. And no matter how many times I've seen it, I love it. It's fun. It's funny. But that closing scene of White Christmas. Oh my God. Absolutely fucking love that movie. Oh, and I, I saw that in the theaters. It was one of those things where maybe White like Christmas? Tw- yeah, maybe like 20 in years the 50s? ago. 50s? Yeah. <laughs> Probably like 20 years ago, there was a movie theater near us. I think it was in Woburn and they were showing all the classics and it was, they were free. You had a, it was like a, you bring in like, it's like the Woburn cinemas. They, they didn't, not at the mall, but across from that. Yes. I, I think I know what you're talking Show, about. Yeah. Showcase. And it, showcase. Was like a, yes. it was like, a, it was like a charity event. Like if you bring in like canned goods and help to feed the homeless or something, and they were showing all these classic movies and I had never seen white Christmas. And I saw it on the big screen. I love it. I love it. All right. For, so first of all, Bing Crosby's beating his kids again, but of course, Rosemary Clooney along with him. But my one of my favorite, favorite people of Hollywood of all old Danny, Hollywood, Danny, Danny K. K. Oh, of course, dude. When he was, was like the he's like the inspiration for Kramer. I think if you watch White Christmas, that he's Kramer. That's not even the closest of one of his, like his brilliant movies. I used to watch the Inspector General, uh, the Court Jester, and of course uh, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I when oh yeah, HBO and Cinemax are out. When we were real little, when remember everyone was watching all those dirty movies, Friday Thirteenth, uh, and all that stuff. I remember that. The Secret Life of Walter Mitty was on cable all the time. And I yep. watched that. And I'm like, this guy is so fucking funny. The way he could sing and dance and sing and, and the, his like vocabulary. Yep. The way he could do that. He was always self-taught. The man's life is beyond fascinating. At one point, he wanted to become like a cook and learn how yeah. to make Japanese sushi. And he became like the world's best non-Japanese cook. Yeah. In the meantime, he could sing and dance and run Hollywood and do a bunch of millions of other fucking unbelievable things. Yeah. And and he had no training in this stuff. The man was a genius. Yeah. His and comedy timing is fucking impeccable. If anybody likes those old school kind of stuff, he, go watch the real, the original, not the fucking stupid one with uh, Ben Stiller. The Secret Life, oh, Secret of, Life Walter of Walter Mitty. Yeah. Yeah. Watch that. And there's Boris Karloff from the old Frankenstein movies in there. Yep. Fucking hilarious a comedy genius i love everything danny k does so that's a great movie and bing crosby of course yeah but and i'm not a big I'm, I'm not i'm not big into musicals but some about this i just love it it's just so it's just it's so yeah. awesome there's certain ones that if i see like old hollywood ones like singing yeah. in the rain that i can watch and appreciate like god damn these people have fucking talent that, that boy's boy. got talent yeah exactly i love that doo-doo line <laughs> So number seven is probably my favorite of all those Rankin and Bass type uh, Christmas movies. And that is uh, A Year Without a Santa. 
So everybody oh, knows it on my heat, list. Had yeah, the, yep. the heat miser and Mr. Freeze. And something about like I remember like it stopped being played, and then people are like, Oh, because the because Mrs. Claus said the devil that devil of a brother of his, or something like that, and it yep. got banned for a while. One I don't of know, the there's best. all sorts of some sort of fucking, I don't know, uh, rumors out there about this. Yep. But I loved it. I think it's fucking hilarious. Uh, I thought it was cute. I love the music. The whole I'm Mr. Heat Miser, I'm Mr. So Freeze, so all that shit. Yep. It's, it's a lot of fun. So good. All right. My next one, we actually watched this the other night. We had our neighbors over and everybody was hanging out. I saw this again. This is another one I saw in the theaters with my parents. I used to go to the movies all the time when I was younger, either with my parents, especially my dad. All the time going to the movies. Some people are like, ah, eh, is it a Christmas movie? Because it's kind no. of it, it take no, it's not fucking die hard. <laughs> die hard is not a I'm gonna tell you right now, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. If anything on social media pisses me off more than anything, it's these fucking meatheads that try to tell you that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Stop. It ain't. Yeah. This one huh. is Christmas adjacent because it's technically it. it's technically a Christmas gift, and this is Gremlins. Oh, Dude, because I thought the be- movie was Christmas adjacent. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know that one. I don't know that one. That's new. I haven't heard that one. Gremlins. Because I love because 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 Gizmo is a Christmas gift and it takes yes. place at Christmas. So I know it's kind of stretching it, but I love it. It's fun. We watch it the other night. It's just it's it's a ton of fun. It's a t- now it's there's some dark stuff to it. And if you look, if you read about that movie, it was supposed to be way darker than it was. They actually tried to add some a lot more comedy kind of hijinks to it. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I I love that. So that's a fun one for me. Yeah, Gremlins is a lot of fun. We all yep. grew up with that movie. Yep. I like that movie a lot. Uh, and plus, it who who was in it? The girl? Phoebe Cates. Ooh, God damn. So hot. All right. Uh, number six for me of all those other ones, too, that uh, stays with me. It may not have been my favorite, but it's very, uh, it, it sticks with you. And that is, we mentioned it earlier, Frosty. Okay. So Frosty, the song, it stays in your head more than anything. Oh, Jimmy Durant. (laughs) Frosty. (laughs) Dude, the one thing I remember with Jimmy Durant, it was that there was like some sort of like a Bugs Bunny or Woody Woodpecker or some show, cartoons. I hope somebody can remember this. And they were... uh, like it was like an after school cartoon, I would see it three to five or something. And two boats were racing and they were showing them in cartoons. And then one boat would stretch its nose out and win. And the boat would like it had turned into Jimmy oh, Durant. Jimmy I won nose. by a nose. Ah, da, da, da. <laughs> I don't remember what it was from Woody Woodpecker or something. I don't know. It was a Jimmy Duranty thing. But I, yeah, Frosty the Snowman. Everybody remembers. <laughs> Oh God! Happy birthday! <laughs> hey, when's your birthday? Mine was last week. <laughs> Frosty, yeah, I mean it stays in, and and more or less too because Natalia, that's her favorite of all those. So yeah, yeah, it's I fun. Put it on the it's cute. It's cute. Yeah. All right, another one for me in the comedy section here. Um, it's it's saw saw this one you know when I was younger it became a staple in my household when my son was old enough we watched this one and we watched the second one which I'm not going to say it's better than the first one but it's right there and that is Home Alone okay 
Yep, I had that on my list too. Just incredible. And I love the more I watch the second one, the more I love that second one. It's so friggin' good. But the first yeah. one, I'm I'm sticking with the OG. The um it, it's such a John Hughes type. Like yeah, oh, the, totally. You know, the it's got that heart. You can't explain explain it. But you know what? It's a John Hughes movie because that ending, that feel good and all that and his family and stuff. But let's be blunt. After the second time, the police haven't taken this fucking kid away and put him somewhere else with a different family. But it's one of those perfect movies where like, all right, come on, suspend disbelief big time in this one. Yes. And uh, I remembered him when he was in Uncle Buck. And I'm like, that little shit. What a little actor on him, huh? Yep. Yep. And they and then probably John Hughes is like, dude, I could build a movie around this little kid. He's That's got right. such personality. You got to give the kid credit. It worked. Yep. And, and and Home Alone is a Christmas feeling like you get when that's of on. Of course. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, of course. Not because the yep. background's Christmas, but you know it's Christmas when that's on. Yep. So yeah, that's a good one, Tom. So for me, number five will stay in with like the little child memories. And that is the Grinch who oh, stole Christmas. Yes. Oh my God. So the Grinch, because I love Boris Karloff. Like yes. I said, he was in Secret uh, 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 Life of Walter Mitty. He's in the uh, Frankenstein. He's the original The Mummy from the Universal movies. And he narrates this whole thing. And it's fucking, it's Dr. Seuss. It's, it's fun. so it's good. silly. And the narration and then the music. You're a mean one. Yep. Now, let me ask you this. What do you think of the live action Jim Carrey Grinch movie? I'm, I'm all set. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I, I mean, honestly, I've, I didn't, I've yet to see that sitting down. I've seen parts of it. I'll it's good. I'm seeing it on. It's just the, the, the cool thing about that movie is the little girl who plays Cindy Lou, who grew up to be Taylor Momsen from the Pretty Reckless. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of, which yeah. is kind of wild. I remember her when she was in Gossip Girl. Oh, I yeah. Weighs, I think she weighs the same amount as she did from the Grinch movie now. Yeah. I know the poor thing. She's hot, but she's skinny. She needs a cheeseburger. Oof. Yeah. All right. Next, I'm going to go with, uh, I, I, lo- I love these guys. I had to include them somewhere in the ranking here. And it's one of my favorite and most fun versions of this classic story. And that is a Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> because I love the Muppets. Hey, I know you do. I talk <laughs> about me every week. I- I'm a side character in that movie. Yeah. I'm the guy who plays the door knocker on his door. Yeah, that was going to make me the ghost of Christmas past, but uh, it didn't work out. Uh, but I love, I absolutely never get tired of the story of A Christmas Carol, whatever version it is being told. I love the Muppets, and I love Michael Caine, and I think this is just an incredible version. It's so fun, um, and it's just one of those things that just puts a smile on my face. Love it. So you're combining the Muppets, who I love, with a story that I love. Yeah. Good one, Tom. Yep. Number four for me wasn't a wasn't a movie. It was a TV movie. Oh, a very Brady Christmas. Oh yes, yes. Oh wow. wow! All I can remember is all of a sudden Mr. Brady had a gay mustache. Well, <laughs> was, well, I think he was suffering from AIDS when they filmed it. AIDS, AIDS. I, I don't know, but. And he gets trapped in the building, and then they flash back to like when they remembered the episode where her, where Mrs. Brady had to sing in church, but she had lost her voice from the oh, series. God. Yeah. And then they all started singing Christmas carols. So yep. that got like 
Mr. Brady out. And I'm like thinking like, how are they? That's like the first one. I think that really brought the rejuvenation and the Brady bunch mania back and nostalgia for the whole series. And I remember thinking the Brady bunch had to be the most corniest family. Oh my God. How are they going to make them modern? Like and make, and that's why it's so great where they did the, the movies into a parody. Cause it, it just would not fit. Oh yeah. Uh, Peter, Too funny. you turned down that hip hop rap music, <laughs> that gangster rap, Mr. When you insult my <laughs> mister, <laughs> when you, you kidnapped my wife, you've stolen our money and you've left us locked up. But when you use language like that in front of my kids, <laughs> that guy played <laughs> wherever you are. That's where you are. What does he say? Wherever you are, that's where we are. Oh, God. But that guy is such a great actor, Gary Cole. And oh. not Gary Cole. Not Gary Coleman. Your face is smooth like Gary Coleman. Um, but yeah, the Brevy Brady Christmas that brought the first nostalgia, yeah. the Brady Bunch back, and yeah. everybody loved it. I think everybody was coming home for Christmas, and they all had different stories. And then you got to see imaginary, like the Brady kids, like, oh, he's married. Bobby's a race car driver, and oh, geez. Peter's like banging his boss. and. Uh, it was it's just funny. Fucking, it's funny. Greg was a doctor. Oh, geez. And Marcy married uh Mars Marcia married fucking uh what's his name? Dave Killer Carlson from Slapshot. Oh my god, that's right. Right? You, you injured your knee in the Peterborough game. <laughs> no, I have a cold. Went outside, <laughs> start my car. Didn't have a jacket. <laughs> I think it settled down on my kidneys. He's a killer. Dave's a mess. <laughs> Yes, a very Brady Christmas, Tom. Nice. All right. My next one features one of the newly inducted Shout It Out Loudcast Hall of Famers. Tracy Lords does Santa? No. Yeah. White Christmas starring Peter North and Tracy Lords. <laughs> yeah, it was a brown. It was Christmas. a white Christmas, Peter baby. North came around and whited everything up. I'll show you the North Pole. <laughs> No, no, but thank you for going in that direction because that would we could have done yes. something with that. Uh no, this is jingle all the way. <laughs> Put that cookie down. Love this movie. It's it's the movie's absolutely friggin' ridiculous. You got Sinbad, you, obviously you got Arnold who just steals the show. The plot is ridiculous. It, the plot definitely uh takes a lot from that whole 80s, 90s thing about when the, the, the hot toy and there was no internet so if it was sold out it was it the was reason for to, festivus yeah there was no it was impossible to find the toy uh but it's just so stupid yet the late great phil hartman plays a, a hilarious role um but it's arnold it's just it's incredible it, i love it all right tom for so for me number three is a movie that uh for a while there i really got into the old hollywood classic movies of the 40s and 50s and i'd watch as many as i could and uh i fell in love with this movie it's the bishop's wife oh with, yes with yep. carrie grant david niven loretta young um i love that and then they made it into a remake with whitney houston the preacher's wife and stuff denzel washington but the british the bishop's wife uh Fan fucking tap. Cary Grant is just so charming. I can watch him in any movie it's a, and just it's a good listen movie. to yep. him talk. Yep. And uh, it's a it's a great story where he's like an angel's come to help this priest who's trying to build up this cathedral, and him and his wife are having problems, and he's so hell bent on 
building this thing up, that he's missing out on things and his family. So the angel, Cary Grant, comes down and helps them, you know, work on their stuff between the, him and his wife, Loretta Young, back then. Ooh, how you Ooh, doing? God damn. She was looking Gorgeous good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, uh, it, it was a it was a great movie. And I, it's got a feel-good nice. ending, uh, a lot of fun and interesting stuff. And if you love that stuff about, like, Christmas and angels and who what ifs and things like that yep fascinating i love nice. this i love it and i, it's, I, and a, I got it's a good it. classic and it's not one of those like everybody knows it everybody but if you yeah. do check it out uh yep uh, the bishop's wife is a fantastic movie cool so we talk about nostalgia a lot on uh, dorm damage on definitely on shout it out loudcast the kiss episodes arc there there, there are a few things in in my life that are the nostalgia is is so is such an overload that even just like saying the title of this just takes me back to being five years old, six years old, watching it and being so beyond excited for Santa and then introducing this to my son and sharing those memories with him. And that is Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. It is one of the greatest it's it it sometimes it's it it can be hard to find now now obviously with DVDs and streaming it's available it's the standard Sesame Street gang uh they're all on Christmas they're they're all on you know it's Christmas Eve they're all celebrating in their own individual way and one of the one of the big stories is uh Big Bird is trying to figure out how Santa fits down the chimney and of course Oscar fucks with him and says well he can't you fucking idiot like um. I just grew up loving Sesame street and my son loved Sesame street. Um, it's just, it's one of those things you just, you can't not like it. And if you have young kids out there and you have yet to show them this, uh, I can't, I can't stress it enough. It's uh, it's got a wonderful ending and it really just captures that, that Christmas vibe. And it's just super overload of nostalgia for me. So, so Sesame street, I kind of knew of that stuff growing up and stuff. I didn't watch PBS. Okay. Oh, I didn't parents that pointed me to PBS, but uh, I, I I've never seen it and never heard of it. Okay, it's a, I didn't it's, know it's, it was it's, a tradition. It, yep, it's a great. It came out in the, came out in the seventies. I mean, it's it's very very old, very very like dated looking, um, but I I love it so. Nice, nice. So then uh, we went to number two, and number two for me is the nineteen fifty one A Christmas Carol. Oh, all right. I don't know if you Good. know this one. Is this, this the one is with, with um Alistair Sim? He's amazing. Yes. Okay. This one is got the three ghosts. They're very different. The first one has got like white long hair. It looks like Getty Lee. He has a hundred years old. Do you know what how, I'm talking about? How, yeah, but Getty Lee's Jewish. He's not going to show up for a. <laughs> he's going to show up no. for the the Hanukkah but, Carol. The Ghost of Christmas Past <laughs> looks like a 100 year old Getty Lee. Okay, <laughs> I but love it. the movie, love the acting in that is fan fucking tastic. So I've seen millions of different Christmas Carol versions. This one goes into a lot more detail. It's excellent about how he became this miserable fuck. Yep. And the sad background story, which I never realized, he has all this contentment and anger towards his nephew. He treats him like shit and stuff like that. Didn't realize, but they bring on the story a little more. Mind you, it might have been in the book, but I don't, I don't remember reading it. But the fact of the matter is she lost him at birth and she had and, and he 
like took that upon him, took that out on him. And his sister was the only one that treated him well and yep. loved him. And he lost her and he became bitter. It's a great and movie. And then he loses his girlfriend. And then he starts becoming this fucking money hungry guy with power. And then his partner dies and his partner is a fucking asshole. They go into how they became rich, how they became partners, and then how they fucking kicked out their boss and took over and, and fucked him over. It, it's just, a, it's a great, well done, the story written at the end. And then just, you know, that magical feeling that you get when the ending is there and then he sees this stuff and he's nice to everybody again. And he gets this second chance. The thing that I always find amazing is because it, there's two stories and they're polar opposite. And they both, I still don't know which one I love more. And that's my number one. It's a wonderful life or this a Christmas Carol. Yep. Number one is the rich guy that fucked everything over, but never had love in his family. And then the other is the nice guy didn't have any money, but he didn't appreciate what he did have. That's right. And there are two competing stories but they're fucking both brilliant and they bring out really the true meaning of christmas because you take all that shit away the money and all that stuff what do you have you want to have those yep that are around you that you love and appreciate and goodwill towards men and all that other corny stuff but it's accurate uh mm -hmm. this version the 1951 version of it's a uh a christmas carol is unbelievable it's my favorite version yeah, another version of this I want to bring up quickly is, you know, and I'm, I'm not comparing it to, you know, these classics, but uh, the the Disney animated one that had Jim Carrey and they use. Oh, yeah, I never saw. I never saw it. It, but I know it's, it is incredible. I know there are some people there that don't like that style of animation. It's similar to that Polar Express type yeah, animation yeah. Uh, where they take the likenesses of the people and they kind of animate them and everything. I absolutely love that when I saw it in the movie theaters. I think it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Jim Carrey looks and sounds and plays an incredible um, and the story is very dark at times, like, like it should be, cause it really is a dark story at times. It is. So, so even though it's a Disney production, I find it, it it's extremely well-made, but the Alistair Sims one is just iconic, legendary. So yeah, All right, I'm going to finish up my, uh, my overall rankings here with another silly fun one. Um, again, you could see our, our lists are mixed with, you know, emotional stuff, nostalgia, fun, stupidity stuff. This is fun and stupid. This is Christmas with the cranks. Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis. It's based on the John Grisham book called Skipping Christmas. They've turned into a movie. They called it Christmas with the Cranks. And it's about these uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Tim Allen. Uh, their daughter goes off to college. So it's just them. And they live in this really like, you know, kind of well-to-do kind of very close neighborhood. And they do all these community, you know, events for Christmas. Uh, everybody buys wreaths from the Boy Scouts. Everybody puts the trees up and does all the stuff. Mm -hmm. Dan Aykroyd is like the kind of the captain of the Christmas committee. Um, but Tim Allen's like, you know what? Last year, we spent like $2,000 on Christmas. This year, we're skipping Christmas. We're going to take a cruise. Mm -hmm. And then Dan Aykroyd and the whole neighborhood finds out about it. And long story short, just like most of these movies, it ends with it kind of tugging on your heartstrings and remembering, yeah. you know, why Christmas exists and it's family, it's friends, it's the people that you love being surrounded. It's a fun movie. It's a stupid comedy, but the ending alone, the way it kind of wraps up, um, it just, it's just a lot of fun. Christmas with the cranks. Yep. And that's cranks with a K. Yep. Yeah. 
And number one, Tom, we already talked about it. It's a wonderful life for me. I yep. don't think anything will touch that. Uh, it's, it's the, it's what the spirit of Christmas is all about, my friend. Yep. And, uh, that's our list. Some great movies out there. Tell us what you've seen. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you think we should have on this list. Yeah. And of course, because we're doing this list, I, I, and because I'm the horror movie guy, I got to throw in a couple here because it is a really interesting subgenre of horror. And that is Christmas horror. The, the movies are out there. Yeah, so I want to talk about I want, I want, silent night, deadly night. That's what on my list from 1984, silent night, deadly night. The movie is mean. It's nasty. It's cheesy. It's corny, but you kind of have to see it. Didn't that get uh, banned or something? It, it absolutely did because the uh, the ads were running during like prime time and little kids were seeing like <laughs> Santa walking around with a fucking axe. Uh, <laughs> um, another one in this, a lot of people say that Halloween 1978 was the first slasher movie, but actually the first like real slasher movie is the original Black Christmas. And that came out in 1974. Now, the funny thing about this movie is that the guy that directed 1974's Black Christmas is the guy that also directed A Christmas Story, who was wow. also the same guy who directed Porky's. Wow. Bob Clark checking off all the boxes. And then Damn. another and then another great Christmas movie. Um this is this is this is good cuz it kind of checks off. It's got some dark comedy, it's got some horror, some thriller, uh and that is Krampus. Came out in <laughs> 2000 came out in 2015. Um it's a ton of fun. The effects are great. Some of it's silly. Some of it's stupid. Um, it's it's mostly like a like a. It's not horror comedy because there's still a horror elements to it. Uh, but if you're into that stuff, check all these things are available on streaming. It's a ton of fun. It's a really interesting subgenre. But there's a lot of horror movies out there. Christmas themed, Santa themed. Um, it's a ton of fun. So. Yeah, Tom. I would say for me, obviously Rudolph. I expected you to have it. You expected me to have it. Fuck him. He's a bitch. (laughs) Another good one is Scrooge, the Bill Murray movie. I'm not a huge fan of that one. I'm. I just. All right. It's it's not bad. It's it's a little too like all over the place. I don't know. I'm not a big fan. Not a big fan. Yeah. 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 I know. I know. Uh, People love that one. The 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 people love it. Yeah. The crowd seems to love. But overall, I mean, these are all great movies. So if you like these movies. Tell yeah. us what you like. Tell us what you've seen. Tell us what we didn't pick. You should have. We should have picked. Yeah. We always love hearing from you guys. And Absolutely. Tell us, uh, you know, about your holiday, uh, your holiday uh, traditions. We'd love to hear about them. So. Absolutely. Everybody out there. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever you celebrate. Have a safe holiday season. And uh, a happy new year. If we don't talk to you soon. Guys, happy holidays. Enjoy this time of year. Be with your family, your friends, your loved ones. Hold them close um, and enjoy the season. Hee-haw. Hello, Sam. How are you? Tom used to say that all the time in college, just so you just so you people know. I'll, I don't forget it. And when Tom started doing it, I'm like, oh, my God. He knows it's a wonderful life as good as I do. But anyways, with that, peace out, Girl Scout.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 